It's fixed. That's what matters. Oh, so you're feeling better? Meh, I'm okay. I'm yeah. The, you know, I've been watching Smallville while I work. That's been helpful. That's good. When I'm getting me through it. I've been watching uh, Friends. Has that been helpful? It's been helpful. I mean, you know, it's really just a paint by numbers show at this point. I mean, so many shows have copied their formula. I know. And even that, it was already copying a formula that preexisted. So it's not like it was groundbreaking in any necessary, uh, you know, modern way. It, it just, it's it's there, you know? <laughs> if you miss something, I, you're, you're not really missing something. I really love that show. It's very important to me, but I haven't watched it in a long time because I got burnt out on it. Oh, um, cause I had watched it so many times. It was like a comfort show for me and stuff as a kid. So there's a know. trope with sitcoms, um, back then where, and, and you know, I love Frasier and even Frasier went through this, um, where they get to a point <laughs> where the, the characters are all kind of just, um, you know, parodies of themselves, basically, you know, it's like, Oh no. Here goes Ross being whiny again. And it's like, you know. Right. <laughs> three episodes in a row, they don't have anything for him to do. So he finds something to be whiny about. For instance, when someone ate his sandwich out of the refrigerator at work, you know, it's a just a very tropey thing to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Phoebe carries that show. Completely. Absolutely. Like you know, Lisa something- Kudrow is the best. She really does a great job on there. And it's it's so funny because she's just so so chaotic, lawful to the point yes. where it's like she's she's almost like the Deadpool of the show in a weird way because she's just kind of on the outside looking in. But sometimes the story like is is gripped by what's going on in her life, but only by so much. She's she's, you know, almost like that Kramer character, but with a little bit more credence. Yeah, yeah. I God, I just love her. She's the reason to to watch it, honestly, at the she end is. of the day. It is a great ensemble though. I do think the the like f- the actual ensemble cast is kind of lost nowadays. It's like difficult to find. Yeah. Um in a lot of shows cuz there's like the clear this is the person you show up for. Um and that show yeah, Phoebe is the strongest of the bunch, but they all like they all shine really well. It's true. And something I, I didn't realize until watching it this time around is that Monica's supposed to be the main character of this show. Yeah. Yeah, you she know? absolutely is. Anyone who says otherwise, I, I'm confused. It's yeah. funny because there, there was so much focus put on Ross and Rachel, of course. And, you know. And Jennifer Aniston in general. And Jennifer Aniston in general. Joey got his spinoff. So one could be led to believe that he was, if not the main character, like the secondary character. Uh, you know, uh, what's his name? Um, Chandler. Uh, Chandler. Yeah. He, he, I was trying to think of the actor's name was, we've been talking about him for the past couple of uh, weeks. Matthew anyway. Perry. Matthew Perry has had, he had a good run at having a Hollywood career for a moment, but I'm sure, you know, the addictions kind of did him in with that. Um, so you could be led to believe that almost any of them were the main character of that show, but it's clearly supposed to be. It's supposed to be, uh, what's her name? Monica. Monica. Because it's, Rachel's her friend. She's brought in because of 
Monica. Right. It Ross is her brother. Phoebe's her ex roommate and best friend when they come into the show, and then the boys live across the hall. So. And it's her apartment. Yeah, She's got the main set piece, right? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it was like their grandmother or something like that. Right, rent controlled and all that. But she gets lost in the shuffle more than anybody, I think. You know. Yeah. I would say she's like the second best character to me. Really? Interesting. Yeah, I really would. I think especially as they like develop her neuroses, I think she's just really weird and funny. Did you watch any of the Joey spinoff? I think I saw a few episodes when it first aired, like when I was watching, you know, on TiVo. But yeah. that's it. I get burnout on long running sitcoms or, you know, uh, before streaming was a thing, I used to get burnout on them where it was like, oh, it's appointment television. You got to be here on this day to watch or, you know, you're going to miss it and you'll never see it again until it mm-hmm. hits a of course. So around that time, I was burnt out on friends in general. And I'm like, all right, whatever. I don't really care about Joey anyway. And, uh, no one cared about Joey. Apparently not. <laughs> it was not good. I will it tell you wasn't. that even as a diehard friends fan who like tuned in for that out of curiosity, it, it just, it wasn't good. Well, they did the thing that they're, it's, it's a, it's a, a risky decision when they try this, which is they got rid of everyone in his life who was important. You know, yeah. we had been introduced to his sisters. We had met, other members of his family, of course, his friends, he completely just abandoned them and went to LA. It was so weird. I thought in LA, there was one of his sisters out there. I thought that was like part of the plot, but I can't remember. I thought that was his cousin. You're talking about uh, the girl from Sopranos, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Was that not his sister? I think that was his cousin. And I think they did that because the actresses that played his sisters, they were kind of like day players. And I I don't think any of them could have like carried that co-star. Uh, I mean, they could have easily recast her. No one would have remembered. No one would have remembered. No you know, they, <laughs> they could have put anybody in that they role. They kept inventing sisters for Rachel. That's so they true. could bring new people into the show. So That's true. But yeah, I, I do have a story later on that kind of focuses on that. But let's get started the right way this time, because we haven't done this in a long time. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. This is Lex and Matt's Excellent Venture. Uh, before we get started tonight, of course, we want to we want to show our respect to the victims and the survivors uh, of of uh, the, the shooting in Colorado Springs. It's a terrible thing that happened, obviously, and you know it it gets it doesn't get easier talking about these sort of events. Um, you know, I don't want to bring it down uh, too much, but I, I do want to find like a, a silver lining in here. And it's that this motherfucker got the absolute breaks beat off of him, uh, after, you know, he did it, what he did after he committed this heinous, uh, attack. So fuck him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, silver uh, lining for sure. Yeah. Yeah. More power to people for fucking standing up. There was, there was somebody in attendance there, uh, you know, and I don't have his name handy, but he's uh, an ex-army guy, and he disarmed uh, the shooter and invited one of the performers there to drive their heel into his face, which they were more than happy to do. Nice. And, uh, you know, you just you can't feel any sympathy for this asshole. So, no, I have purposely avoided all 
all coverage and everything related to it because I just can't right now. So right. I do not have the mental capacity to deal with any of this shit. It's too much. It's overwhelming. Um, it's constant. I'm tired of it. Nothing ever changes. So I have tuned out because I don't know how else to get through it, honestly. Yeah. And there's no right answer. I mean, there's no easy answer to give you, obviously. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to, I mean, not even have to. I understand you're not really trying to get into the discourse of it all, but, you know, it's going to be the same thing as always. It's the, you know, gun rights bullshit and, and the, you know, well, this is because such and such is a thing. You know, just the making it political when human lives were lost. It's yeah. it's dirty business and it's never the right move. Um, yeah, also, I hate it here. Yep, yep, yep. Also have to uh, pay special respect to uh, Jason David Frank. Um, lost his life by suicide uh, over the past week. Uh, details are still kind of fuzzy right now. He was having some some personal issues in his life uh, that led to him uh, going that route. And, uh, you know, his fans and, and his family, obviously, are, are mourning that loss. Of course, he most famously uh, played the Green Ranger on the Power Rangers show, uh, you know, Tommy Oliver. He kept coming back to that character that he was proud to portray that character, uh, you know, whenever they called upon him. He went to a lot of conventions and stuff, too, didn't he? He was like very involved in the community, which I always thought was really cool. I thought so, too. And, you know, a lot of people have been posting pictures of him and videos and stuff like that. And one that I saw uh, yesterday was him saying, you know, a lot of celebrities will tell you when you come up to him and you say, you know, you're my hero. You know, you got me through this difficult part in my life. You know, they'll 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 talk trash about you. And he says, you don't don't call those people your heroes. Those people don't deserve your respect. It's a true. He, he saw it as his duty, as his as his pleasure to re- represent something that gave people hope and, and cheer in times of need. So, you know, he, he seemed like a decent enough guy. And I, I hope. There was there was one of those actors who was a Power Ranger and Eric said he would do like backflips at at like conventions or something like that. And I don't know if it was him, but I always oh, remember man. that um, it, someone verify if that was him or not for me. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, was- you know, uh, because he's he's still in very good shape. He was an MMA fighter as well. Yeah, that's crazy because he was in his 50s. Yeah. Damn. But he was What's still that? he was still cut, man. Um, the news came out; it couldn't be verified for quite some time. But you know, he was still very close to his his uh, ex cast members, and and people uh, you know from that cast were posting uh, rest in peace about him. Uh, you know, the Black Ranger uh, Walter Emmanuel Jones. Um, he put something up on his Instagram, and people were trying to get that verified. And finally, TMZ came out and said, "Yeah, this actually happened." They found out with the family. Yeah, and, and typically they're accurate, not always, but Yeah, yeah. I mean it's it's fucked up. It's you know, TMZ is trash, but there's one thing that they do very well, and that's probably because of fear of litigation. When they announce somebody has passed away, they make sure it's true. Yes. Unless it's Jerry Lee Lewis. Did he actually die? No one knows. I can't tell. Well, I, I think don't know. 
I think so. I think that is the case. I saw the uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony, and uh, they put in a little piece about him. Looked like it was you know edited in after the fact, but they left it in there. So he was. I guess the, he is dead. Okay. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know. They reported that wrong, and then his family was like, "No, he's." he's alive or whatever. And then it was like, he's dead again. And there's an obituary. I don't know. I don't know if he's dead. Maybe he's alive. I don't know, man. Let's hope not. Anyway, moving I mean, on. He married yeah. his cousin. He was an abuser. He's, he possibly hmm. killed some of his wives. Allegedly. Yeah, this is he's, not someone to be celebrated, but no. he was the killer. For Fuck. Reason. Anyway, <laughs> moving on moving on what stories moving do we on. have this week that aren't huge bummers all right so <laughs> i mean it's not a huge bummer but relatively relatively it's kind of a bummer people are eating pie listening to this we got to be cool man that's true that's true have, have i hope everybody's enjoying their thanksgiving i hope that uh you know well at this point you're eating your leftovers because we'll probably publish this on saturday as usual but you know it's it's that season and by that season, I mean the season where they're trying to get you to spend your money uh, on shit you don't need and to buy people things they don't want. So be Bold mindful. Them to assume I got money. You Fuck know, you. it's <laughs> it's a it's a thin year, y'all. So you know, yeah. my my usual advice: don't feel obligated. Don't don't feel obligated to uh, participate in performative uh, traditions if it is going to financially cripple you or make you uncomfortable because fuck you know it santa claus ain't saying nothing about you know driving you into debt and you know neither did the, the other guy jesus so don't worry about all that Jeez. neither did the other guy <laughs> jesus you know that guy <laughs> all right so something a little bit more like less fucking depressing uh <laughs> fraser's coming back Frazier's coming back to TV. It is in. Why? Pre- yeah. Yeah. Okay. Brad, I, just, I know Bradley's yelling at me somewhere, like listening <laughs> to me going, why? But why? Why? Here's why. Kelsey Grammer needs money to pay his <laughs> alimony. That's why. <laughs> He's coming back. The longest running character on television, Fraser Crane, is coming back to our screens via Paramount+. Plus. For, uh, Kelsey Grammer is 67 years old. And he says that uh, they'll begin rehearsals in February for the show. They've been working on it for about six or seven years. You know, every now and then we hear something oh, wow. up about this, you know. And th- this is, of course, even before John Mahoney passed away, who, of course, who played his father, um, you know. And what's not great about this revival is that it's not going to be taking place in Seattle. And it also means that the majority of the cast that you've come to know and love from the show won't be making a return either. In particular, it's been confirmed in this article from people.com that David Hyde Pierce is not returning. He decided to uh, not reprise his role as Fraser's brother, Niles. And that means it's going to be weird if, uh, you know, Jane leaves comes back without her husband. Cause that's, you know, kind of a duo. Uh, Perry Gilpin, I mean, unless he brings his producer with him wherever he goes, I don't know. It's going to be strange how they try I to like... I feel like they could get away with it with Niles, but without Niles, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, you know, because a lot of that show was was built around them rebuilding their their brotherhood, their relationship. And so right. for them their dynamic up- and then their dad in between them. And it's like it's rough not having him around, but but you know, not having Niles is seems to be like a nail in the coffin kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this isn't unique either. You know, we get shows like this. Well, we used to get shows like this more often, whether it was Archie Bunker's place where it was, uh, you know, uh, Archie Bunker running a bar by himself and we don't really get to see his family. And, um, you know, the Sanford Arms, where it was some of the cast of Sanford and Son and not all of them. Uh, What was it? Um, The Golden Palace, the Golden Girls uh, spinoff, which was technically like the ninth season. And of course, I don't remember that one at all. Yeah, yeah, they ran a hotel, and it was weird because of <laughs> of all the girls not to include. They didn't. Well, I should say, B. Arthur decided not to participate. So her mom oh. is there. <laughs> Dorothy's mom is there, but not Dorothy. Well, which B. Arthur like, was like, "No, this one's not going to work, guys. Right? I'm just going to sit it out." That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> Weird, I didn't know. She was right. She was right because it didn't last very long. But of course, the most egregious, the the most egregious offender, the one that we don't even talk about because it pains us so much, uh, Scrubs Med School. Yeah, that's. uh... (laughs) Yeah, not even technically a spinoff. Tried to call itself Scrubs, not Scrubs. Mm 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 mm. Not at all. Not not. You know that could have worked somehow if they would have not called it scrubs if they would have called it scrubs i don't know and then like not had the original characters at all it doesn't even oh. have to be med school i don't know i feel like they could have found a way to make that work but it just no it didn't hmm i Maybe think it's also the- because the finale was so perfect that yeah. you couldn't really go back to it i think you're right i think that is the case and you know again that's another show where it was like the main character was becoming a parody of himself. And it was just getting to a point where nothing really seemed to matter because they were spinning their wheels, trying to fulfill their episode count every season. I mean, it happens to every show. It's not, it's not the worst in the world, but you can tell when it's like a, a contractually obligated episode versus, okay, we really had a good story idea this time around, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to think, I feel like, What's that last season of Scrubs good? It's been a while since I've watched it. Like maybe it was the season before that was like the writer strike that struggled. I think it was the writer strike the season before, but that last season I remember being really good. But I think I, I have rose tinted glasses because that finale is the most memorable thing about it, and that was it's, amazing. It's truly one of my favorite finales. Like it's so so well done. Yeah, everything got wrapped up. There was yeah. no need to bring it back for another season, but <laughs> yeah, but they persist. So I did not know about that. Um, I don't care. I don't care about Frasier, Frasier. Um, so that revival doesn't really mean anything to me. But I hope that it's good uh, at the very least for our friend Bradley, because um, if it's not, he's he's going to be in a very sad state. I'm going to have to walk him through it. You know. <laughs> I hope it's good for me too, man. I mean, Bradley. Yes, I know you absolutely. love Frazier. You but guys need damn. to do your Frazier podcast one day. <laughs> scrambled eggs. Toss salads and scrambled eggs. The Frazier yeah. pod. Yes. Okay. <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, that's that's happening for better or worse. Uh, I need you, yeah, to tell me what the hell happened with the Taylor Swift concert tickets last week. Um, from what I've gathered, so I don't care about this is this is a fun fact about me everyone um i like concerts a lot they're very Mm -hmm. fun uh i do not care as much as everyone else about them which is surprising Mm -hmm. considering how much i love music right Mm -hmm. but that experience is not necessarily the most important thing in the world to me i will go to a show if i can get tickets for a taylor swift concert that are within reason i will go but i was not like clamoring to get tickets or anything like that. So um, basically what happened was it seemed, they seemed to be doing pre-sales. You signed up for like a pre-sale opening. There was like one slot and that slot was like for capital one people like who have that credit card. Yeah. (laughs) And then it was like a fandom thing. And then there was supposed to be a third one. They never made it to the third one because that shit completely sold out. People were waiting in virtual lines for hours on end. Um, Sometimes not even get tickets. (coughs) It seems that people bought up tickets for resale because her tickets were very reasonably priced. Like Mm. she, she made a very affordable concert, which in this day and age is shocking. Right. Especially since she's like the biggest pop star in the world. Right. Um, yeah, so she made the tickets very reasonably priced, but unfortunately people bought them up. Um, Ticketmaster has a lot of issues to the point where now they're going to be investigated, apparently. Oh, boy. (laughs) um, For their monopoly on the market and just how shitty they ran things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a mess. So I got that, I got that impression, too. Um, I know I, I saw a lot of people posting on like TikTok and stuff like that, just like them waiting in the virtual line, you know, uh, forming uh, a prayer circle with candles around their laptop or their phone, trying to get those tickets in a timely fashion. I, then I saw on the resale yeah. market, they were going for upwards of like $3,200, which is my goodness. Yeah. And I also heard something about how like guys, there were some guys that bought tickets for the like intention of using them to leverage dates, which I just think is terrible. Well, I mean, look, if you're buying tickets, if your girlfriend loves Taylor Swift or something like that, or your significant other, I don't even want to limit it to just girlfriend, but yeah. Even someone you're dating, like if you're just dating someone and you buy tickets for you guys to go to a Taylor Swift, that's cool. That's a thoughtful idea. Sure. But if you're just trying to use it as bait. (laughs) Oh, I guarantee that there are people out there using it on like dating apps and shit. Just don't even post it. Don't even post your profile pic. Just post the Taylor Swift pics with the uh, barcode blurred out. Like, hey. Ugh, so gross. <laughs> but oh, yeah, it really man. sucked. Um, it burned a lot of her fans. Sure. Um, but I mean, it's not... From what I've seen, it's not really on her, though. Like, No, no. You know. I don't I don't get the impression anyone is like necessarily painting her in a bad light for it, you know. Um it's interesting to me that you know, Ticketmaster is basically a monopoly. 
and Live Nation was supposed to be the alternative to Ticketmaster years ago. And at one point they were. They were yeah, a, a viable rival for Ticketmaster. And Ticketmaster's like, nah, fuck that. We're buying you. And that was the end of that story, you know? Yeah. And they're really they're they're being investigated for being a monopoly now. So as they should. And if it takes this to make it happen, that's fine. Taylor's gonna she's gonna tour again. She's gonna make it right by her fans. I have no doubt about that. Um it's just fucked up that so many people have to deal with all this bullshit. Everybody wants to be outside again, obviously. We went through some some rough years, and people want to celebrate their, their lives and get back out there and stuff like that. Christmas is coming up. Everybody wants to get the perfect gift for their, for their kids or their spouse, and Taylor Swift tickets are just what the doctor ordered. Unfortunately, scalpers have other ideas. Right. Um <clears throat> yeah, I it, it's a really shitty situation. I do know some people who got tickets though at the same oh. time. Like so it it's I don't know. And there's only so many they can sell, right? The the issue that I have is is not necessarily that it's sold out, it's that people bought them with the intention of reselling. Yeah. Um I will say as a person who is part of a community that it has a lot of reselling and a lot of unethical reselling, which is like vinyl records. I'm not a huge fan of that. Mm-hmm. I don't typically buy things that uh, with the intention to flip them. Like that's pretty rare for me. Usually if I buy something, I keep in mind that it could have a value later on if I wanted to sell it, but it's something I want in the first place, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And that's only fair. I mean, that's the way, that's the way it should work, but you know, or I don't buy two of most things. Um, I only have two copies of like the same record that I can think of off the top of my head that aren't duplicates that Kayla and I have kind of situation. And that was, I bought two different editions of Harry Styles latest record. One of them from the UK. Oh, and that one, I was like, it's still sealed. And I'm like, "Ah, I might sell it later. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you own it for sentimental value, yeah, so I love that record. So it's it's okay that I have two copies of it for now. You know, I don't do that for everything. Right, right. And sometimes it's just easier to buy more than one. I don't know. I don't even know what to say. Whatever. But yeah, um, it reminds me of, of course, the the speculative comic collecting market. You know, yeah. Uh, it's unwieldy. It's unpredictable. You never know what's going to strike gold. Like The Walking Dead, the first issue with that, was going for a million dollars at one point. Man, yeah. And like you you don't know with records either. Thankfully, they kind of maintain their value. Like, you know, the record you paid $26 for, you can probably still get, you know, 19 bucks for it typically. Like, oh. even if it's like readily available. So they do maintain their value. Um, you know, I consider it like a nest egg investment as well for how many i have and some of the stuff some of the things that i have in particular but yeah like comics those those don't have any value um i sold all mine off years ago while i still could basically man yeah it's so funny um you know i bought up the uh, rock and roll hall of fame ceremony earlier uh just this past week there was a variant spider-man amazing spider-man issue that came out uh, it's limited to like 5,000 copies. It was only sold through uh, Read Pop's 
website. They have like a, a merch website that they launched mm-hmm. recently of like uh, they were selling NFTs and shit through there at one point, but I yeah. think they kind of backed off on that. Anyway, um, there was a special variant only available through their site. 5,000 copies available. What made it unique was that the cover of this issue of Amazing Spider-Man had him engaged in a rap battle with Eminem. Not just a lookalike, the actual, you know, artist signed off on his likeness being used. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. And it's it's like right now on eBay, it's being sold for like $2,000 a pop. One of them oh, even went for like 5800 It's yeah. incredible, you know, but. <laughs> and yeah, that's I got like, um, I had like two copies of the first edition of Saga Volume mm-hmm. 1 or like the, the first one. I got like a couple hundred bucks for those. That's cool. That's, that's like cool. the only thing I've ever had that's had like that kind of value as far as comics are concerned. I have a Thor omnibus right now. Mm-hmm. Like the um, the Walter Simonson run of oh, Thor, okay. yeah. that big omnibus. And like, I don't want it, but like, I know it's <laughs> going to be really hard to ship. And I, but I know it's worth money at the same time. So I'm kind of like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, the, well, you're in the process of moving anyway. So one way or another, it's going to have to be like packed up into something, you know, um, is, I don't know if, do you have any, uh, local comic shops around you at this point? I do. Yeah, I do. I could ask them if they'll give me like, you know, less for it. Yeah, like, I don't even a, even a half price books or something, you know, they, yeah. they tend to give a little bit of money for, you know, hard to find stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. As long as, I mean, geez, I don't, I can't remember how much it's going for, but if I can get, you know, a good portion for it, I've been selling a lot of stuff right now. I've been selling some older video games and, board games and stuff like that. Just trying to clear things out. Well, that's good. I mean, it's always good to just kind of purge that stuff before you move, because there's nothing worse than getting to your new place and opening a box, a moving box. and like, I'm not going to take this out and put anywhere. Why did I bring this with me? You know, I haven't wanted this. I haven't looked at it in 10 years. It's not sentimental. It's just, you know, action figures or some shit like that. Yeah, the most the most annoying thing to move is going to be my records. Yeah, like that's the most annoying thing. Um, other than like actual furniture, um, records and books, because that shit's heavy. But yeah, just open a library. That's all. Just move into a library. Oh, that's the dream. That that's what I'm trying dream. to do, but Holy shit, shit ain't working out so far. There was a there's a library in um in Chicago obviously duh. Uh, <laughs> that I used to visit with my little brother and it had a basement and the basement was so cozy. It had a little reading nook and everything like that. And uh, mm-hmm. I would fucking live there if I could. It looked like a little tiny castle. I got to find a picture of this place so I can post it in the discord or something. Cause that place rocked. Mm-hmm. It was so That's amazing. Cool. Yeah. You need to post a picture of it. Yeah. All right. So that's that. Um, this is kind of like a, um, I guess it's a uh, a correction for us as well here, because this is a story that we talked about on the show quite a long time ago during the production of uh, Wakanda Forever about uh, Letitia Wright and her stance on, you know, masking up and, and, vaccines. and vaccines and stuff like that. We reported um, what we were seeing out there, which was that, you know, she's being very vocal about her anti- Vax stance on Twitter, uh, which 
was not the case. As a matter of fact, she posted a video of um, a minister. It's like a, an hour long video of a minister talking about, you know, why the vaccine can't be trusted and that sort of thing. And she she posed she posed the question, you know, uh, do we know we can trust this? Right. And of course, since she since she put that out there, you know, around that time, everybody was, you know, basically very vocal about you should get vaccinated. We all need to be on the same page with this. How could you not? But of course, since she put that out there and I'm not saying because of her, but, you know, around the same time, a lot of celebrities have said that and much worse. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And like, and in defense of her, in theory, that's not necessarily a bad question to have. It's not. But that's an inside thought or a thought that you have with your physician. You don't do it on a public platform where you can exactly. actually affect the, you know, other people um, in right. that sense. You you can have those questions and, and kind of consult an actual professional who can give you real answers about that. It's okay to be weary of getting something like that um that you're unsure of because it's your it is your body at the end of the day mm-hmm. but you know do that in a in the in the right setting talk to a doctor talk to you know professionals about that and then they can help you make the informed decision for yourself hopefully that's true it's the unfortunate side effect or one of one of several unfortunate side effects of being a celebrity is it you really have to be careful how you say things, the way you say things, whether you say something at all, you know, sometimes the best stance is just by your actions, you know, leading with your actions, that sort of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's neither here nor there regarding this story. Um, what got lost in the shuffle is that not only did she delete that tweet, she also went off of social media for a little while. And, you know, a lot of folks just assume that she got bullied off and, you know, that might have been part of it, too. Um, But in actuality, what was happening that wasn't made clear to us because it's not really our fucking business at that point. Mm -hmm. um, She took time to really look into it, think about it and make the decisions on her own. Like you were just talking about. She, She took a step back from the public eye, didn't double down. And she just, you know apologized apparently and just said, Hey, I need to take a closer look at this and figure out what's going on for myself. Yeah. So she grew, she She grew, informed herself and then grew as a person and learned. And that's what humans should be allowed to do. Right. But that doesn't make headlines. So we never heard about that aspect of it. And it was a quiet, you know, it was a quiet move. So I, I kind of understand why it wasn't like made into a big deal. There was no press release put out or anything like that. But at the same time, it's not the sensationalism that we're used to from like the Hollywood reporter, for instance. The reason I bring them up is because Letitia's got beef with the Hollywood reporter. As she should. As she should, because uh, a certain writer for that paper, uh, (laughs) that paper, how old am I? Uh, (laughs) A certain writer writer for the website. The papers. He uh, he published an article um, talking about personal baggage and how it affects Oscar chances for certain actors and, uh, you know, Hollywood people. And on this list, he included people like Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, Brian Singer and Letitia Wright. 
One of these things is not like the other. No, th- those are abusers and rapists and child abusers. Like, what the fuck? They've done terrible things. And historically, it's been proven that even these nefarious actions that they've committed haven't affected their Oscar contention. So let's right. let's just get that out the fucking way now. Anyway, um, she took to Instagram and she called them out and made it very clear that she did not appreciate being included on that list and, you know, spelled out all the things that I said before. Um, Didn't know, they also include Will Smith on that list, which which is out of line as well? In my they opinion. did. They did. Yeah. And I mean, even even the whole Will Smith thing, I feel like there hasn't been enough time between the incident and his inclusion on that list to really validate including him in that group either. You know, it's such no. a, it's, it's a weird thing. His one incident that he had, which was very unfortunate, but like that does not, does not put him in this category either. You know? Right. Right. Come on. He apologized. It's over. Just let it go. Exactly. If we're, if we're being a hundred percent crystal about that, he also apologized. He took time away from social media. Yeah. He, he took time to work on himself he offered an olive branch to the parties that were affected, including Questlove, because his moment got taken away from him as well mm-hmm. in that whole situation. Um, now he's out there trying to live his life again. And apparently the Hollywood Reporter is not a fan of that. So, yeah, it's such a fucking weird move. Yeah, it's it's incredibly weird and fucked up, and they owe them an apology. Absolutely. Both Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, clicking on an article now, I haven't seen any updates uh, regarding them reaching out to her or offering a retraction or an apology, but hopefully that is coming in the near future. They probably future. won't, but, you know. That would be too classy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, speaking of people that aren't classy, I included this oh, just for the fucking headline. <laughs> okay. I don't know if we talked about James Cameron last time or not, but man, he is. We have he, recently, but I don't know if it was last time. He is on his, you know, I'm the shit arc right now. He is just feeling himself a little bit too much. <laughs> James Cameron cursed out Fox executive who begged him to make Avatar sequel shorter. Quote, get the fuck out of my office. <laughs> cool. That's a reasonable thing to to say. Wow. <sighs> this movie doesn't it have to make like a lot of money to break even too? I thought I just saw that recently. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that note as well. That was on um oh man, I don't know what website it was. I'm going to find it right now while we're talking about it, but uh basically it has to break a billion dollars to even break even. That's insane. Now, I think it probably will i don't know have you been seeing as many ads for it I two haven't. billion by the way i found it two it's billion. two billion oh you know that's just just another little drop in the bucket that's to break even man two billion to break even okay yeah that's also coming from variety avatar 2 is so expensive it must become the fourth or fifth fifth highest grossing film in history just to break even holy shit yeah I mean, it yeah, stands a chance. 
it does. I, stand I think it chance. does too. Yeah. People are going to, there's going to be people just like the original film. There's going to be people that are just curious about it. There are some avatar fans, I guess, apparently I don't get it, but whatever. Um, James Cameron's name still has some weight to it. It's been so long that people are like, you know, um, maybe there's some nostalgia at this point too. Maybe people who were younger and saw it. Now they're adults <laughs> and they want to go, go see it. People just clamoring for some more blue people doing their thing. It's been so. over a decade. So sure. <laughs> a 10 year old saw it. Now they're younger. They want to, they got their own money. They're going to go see it. It's a classic film at this point. You know, it's funny. It's uh, it's been that long. It's now oh. one of James Cameron's classics. That's generous. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah, it's James just, Cameron seems like a dick. Not a huge fan. No, no. And plus, Make he's some getting beautiful older. films. Not going to deny that. Sure. But, yeah. but the man's personal life is a shambles. And I don't like how he treated Sigourney Weaver. And uh, <laughs> you I know, don't just understand how they still work together, too. I don't. I don't understand how he how he made it work with Sigourney Weaver in the first place. I mean, yeah. I guess it's that like genius, you know. Yes, I, I don't know. Gotta be. I'll ask her next time I talk to her. But okay, yeah, do a deep dive. Yeah, get some yeah. coffee. Talk to her. <laughs> I call her Siggy for short. You know, that's that's <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> God. So I, I guess I want you to meet her now at like a panel or something and call her Siggy and just see her face. Oh, Jesus Christ. That will not amazing. go well. I know. I just want to see it. I want to witness it. <laughs> be a fly on the wall. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of things not going well. Uh, <laughs> I swear when I was putting the notes together, I'm like, this is going to be a fun episode. And I'm like ending it with a wall of weird about gravestones <laughs> oh my god okay <laughs> all right this comes from buzz.ie apparently it's an irish uh, news website um cork company places qr codes on gravestones <laughs> to tell stories of loved ones oh when... okay that's not as bad as i thought i thought it was gonna be like an ad for staples or something on gravestones now i was like what are we gonna be doing like commodifying gravestones well, when I hear QR code, I think of like it's an ad. Yeah, that's what I'm talking. about. Okay, so that's that's the dark place my mind went to, right? Yeah, yeah. Because same. you know, gravestones are, you know, technically forever. That QR code's going to be there, and as long as the upkeep is is up to snuff, people will be able to scan that QR code with their phones or you know with their eye implants for for years to come and the only thing the only caveat here is will the family continue to pay for the domain fees that link to that qr codes website i hope that one day we don't know like futuristic people don't know what a qr code is and they just think it's a language (laughs) Futuristic people are going to be able to read QR codes just like they were able to read like the code in the matrix just by looking at it without even scanning it. It's going to be like, oh, yeah, look at that. Wow. Oh, yeah, three dogs. Oh, that's so cool. Okay. You know, 
it'll be like hieroglyphics. But my concern is the uh, the vandalism. So say somebody has a vendetta against someone who passed away and they, they, yeah. they want to, they want to stick it to them in the afterlife. They didn't get enough smoke while I was still alive. Right. So, uh, you know, say, say it's me, you know, right. And you, you, you end up having a, a, a vendetta against me for some reason. Say I, I, I end the show. I have my reasons continue. Yeah. You know, it goes without yeah. saying, but you, you want to, you want to, you want to give me the business one last time. So you go to my headstone and you chisel in a QR code into it. And knowing how much I hate ET, all you do is make the QR code navigate to a picture of me and ET. It's a Photoshop picture of Michael Jackson and ET, but you put me in there instead of MJ. And now I'm Why I'm wouldn't I up. just carve with the intricacy of carving the QR code? Why wouldn't I just carve ET on there? Just carve ET. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need a QR code. Then it's like someone's got to get their phone for me to like make this joke. I could just put it on the grave. You're dead. You have no no say in the matter. <laughs> That's the beauty of it, you know, because people go there and they're they're just in their feelings because they really miss me being alive and they go check you it know, out and it's like, oh well, let's let's read about his life story. Let's let's go ahead and scan this and all of a Matt, sudden if fucking I, ET. If I die first, you have to get a tattoo using my ashes of E.T. You have to. I don't understand why I have to do this. Wait a minute. Because I'll be dead and you'll have to remember me. I have Lex to forever. It has to, it has to have E.T. and then it has to say Lex forever. Jesus. For the number four, Eva. <laughs> Can I, can I, this is my have, dying wish, man. Oh you God. have to do it. <laughs> Are you not going to respect an old woman's dying wish? Hopefully I'll be old. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing you as the old woman from Titanic. Just. <laughs> yeah. Just being like my ashes are almost ready. Matthew, prepare yourself. You'll be old too. You won't have to deal with it for that long. Oh man, an old person with uh, oh no 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 yes I have to pull back the wrinkles like <laughs> Grandpa Simpson. Show no, it, you don't have to because ET's wrinkly. It'll be perfect. They oh, work it into the design. Yeah. No. Oh god. Yeah, that's the design. <laughs> this is not a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm happy about it. <laughs> All right. Well, if I got to do that, if I go first, you got <laughs> you got to get a tattoo of the WWE Universal Undisputed Championship on your bicep. Yeah. No. See, the thing is, you'll... <laughs> you just flat out denied my dying wish. So. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. You're like caring and respectful and will do it because it's oh, my wish and okay. I don't give a fuck. And <laughs> I will just be like, fuck you and your wrestling mat. Bye. I'll have a temporary ET tattoo ready to go. I'll get a DuckTales one. If I'll do your that. Ghost, if your ghost haunts me, if you're, if you're scheduled to show up, I will have the temporary tattoo ready. <laughs> like, look, look, I, see? I did it to honor you. <laughs> if you if you want a DuckTales one, I'll do that. But I'm, oh, I'm not doing WWE. 
<laughs> just just walking over my grave like that, man. Won't even put yeah. me over in the afterlife. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I said what I said. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's the wall of weird. And that's the show. You guys heard it here. <laughs> um, if you want more, follow us on indeterminate social media platform <laughs> at Lex at, and Matt. That Lex and Matt, yeah. Yeah. If you think we should join another platform, I guess let us know. I've heard things about Mastodon. Nobody's there yet. I've heard things about Hive. Nobody's there yet. Yeah. So right now, I've dusted off Facebook and all my jokes are going there. So I guess find me on Facebook. That's fair. Yeah. I guess we'll we'll probably go back to one we already know, right? That'll probably be the case. Ugh. I mean, I'm still expecting Elon to get ousted by the new year, but we'll I agree. I don't think this is I, I think he will go away before Twitter goes away. But maybe that's exaggerating. He'll lose interest. You know, I hope he'll we'll just see. he'll just be losing money and he'll want out. I think that's yeah. the big thing. Well, we'll but. see what happens. But in the meantime, <laughs> you can sure enough find us on our discord server and for access to that and much more. Go to patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. Give us a little bit of love over there. A dollar, maybe two, maybe 5,000. And you can go ahead and join our Discord server where we have all the fun all the time. It's great. Just just enter in a number and then some zeros and see what happens. See where where the good Lord takes you. (laughs) Roll the dice. Yep. (laughs) Moving, Moving is expensive. Send me money. Please do it. Right. I was going to say something frivolous. Like, if you want to fund my ET tattoo, then by all means, Patreon's the way to do it because yeah. that's that's how it's happening. That anyway, too. either way. It, either way. Yeah. <laughs> all right, folks. Thank you for listening. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lux Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Double albums.